So sex and money are out. Like right now the most, yeah, because the most challenging aspects of contemporary dating are sex and money. It's like who has money? Like a guy, you know, nobody's going anywhere. So there's no money to be spent. So and what's going to happen when things start up again and you're like, hey, let's go out for the drink. And the guy's like, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, then what the next part is there's going to be no sex because he's going to go to grab a boob and she'll be like, well, actually. <laughs> yes, that's the other side of that, right? <laughs> Drums, please. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. So here we go. Welcome to summer, everybody. Did we all make it through spring? Yes, we're, we're here. Evidently, we did. We made it through spring, and if you're listening, you did too. So congratulations. Yeah, and it was a weird, weird spring. The weather is weird, and the weather is strange now. I think it's, they say this is going to be like a really rainy summer. Oh, God. Just and also a lot of hurricanes. Okay. So, you know what? You know, Mother stay Nature, inside. Mother yeah. Nature is like, look, everybody, you know what? You've got to pay attention to what you're doing. Um, yeah. We got to stay the, inside. It's the virus, you know. It's Hurricanes. not a joke. And yeah. We still have to be very careful this summer, everyone. Um, it's not like it's the virus has suddenly disappeared. It's still no, there. It's still there. To, and I know everybody's you know antsy and stir crazy, and they want to get out, but you have to be really, really careful. Yeah. Still, um, one of the um, speaking of like the weather, I'm taking an online class, and our instructor is in an area of the country that she referred to as Tornado Alley. Okay, I think yeah. she's in Kansas City. Yeah. I think. And they already are having issues. Her power was out. They're having, you know, rolling blackouts and internet issues. And so the hurricane season is apparently it's already kicked off. Okay. Hurricane and tornadoes. So, but we also have summer solstice. Wow. Yeah. So solstice, summer solstice, what is it? It's on the 20th, June 20th this year. Yeah. It's every year it gets more popular. Yeah. I feel like when we were kids, we didn't hear about it as much. Uh, but I think people are more attuned to what's going on with the environment. And as sol- solstice is something that everyone, regardless of your uh, your beliefs, can celebrate because it's happening. It's happening. It's, it's just gonna happen. nature. It's nothing yeah. religious. It's nothing no. that's not like, you know, a myth. It's happening. Nope. So it's happening. I, it always confused me as a kid. It's the longest day of the year. I'm like, there's still 24 hours in that day. <laughs> yes, How me too. How is it longer? It's just that they're, it's lighter for the, most of the day. Um, Why don't they just say that it's the most daylight? It's the most daylight. Yeah, I In know. one day for a year, so it'd be like, it's the longest day. Because, yeah, we don't get to do anything. As kids, we were like, well, do we get to do anything more? Are yeah. we staying up later? What's happening here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like the longest day. It's like, how long can this day be? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> it's a, so this year, it's uh, Saturday, June 20th at 5.54 p.m., Okay. Um, it's the, that marks the official beginning of summer with the solstice. Um, so it's basically, you know, the, the long, you have more daylight. There's the, the balance of day and night is, is skewed in daylight's favor. Um, so it doesn't always occur on the same day, but they keep calling it the longest day of the year, which is annoying. 
Yeah, um, I think it's just a holdover. Yeah, and so people ask, is it really the first day of summer? And it's like yes and no, depending on if are you talking to meteorologists? Yes. Um, are you talking? Who are you talking to? <laughs> who are you yeah, talking, and you're talking about the meteorological start of the summer. Yeah, but that's typically, June first, right? Because they they break it up you know, by month. By the, yeah. So it's a little easier for them to like kind of balance things. And yeah. kind of like we we're talking about the school year too. And what yeah. is summer? So we're like June, July, and August is summer. That's not really, you know, cause no. it goes mid June to mid September. And also we're being kind of East coast chauvinist about it because I, I think of summer as the time like June, July, and August when it's the hottest, but in other parts of the country, you know, in California, it's a different situation. In yeah. June, they call it June gloom. I was going out to California every month in June for years and thinking this weather's awesome. And they're like, this is the worst month of the year. We, really? we have the least amount of sun. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is more sun than I've actually ever seen on the East Coast. <laughs> ever. And, and they're like, like well, they said, oh, well, there's clouds. I'm like, is that an issue here? Apparently it is. June gloom is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They so, would hate it here. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They would. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So meteorologists, schools, you know, we always, we tend to count things in months. Yeah. So it's inconvenient to start off a season in the middle of the month. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So it actually, this day also historically marks the midpoint of the growing season, halfway between planting and harvest. I wonder if that's any different now because of climate change, but, and also because of technology on farms. I wonder if it's still in the middle of the growing season. Yeah. So traditionally, um, it was also folks celebrated this day by feasting, dancing, singing, and preparing for the hot summer days ahead. Yeah. So it's like, all right, growing is almost done and we're going to harvest, you know, we're halfway there boys. Right. So, yeah. So there's different traditions that you would have on this day. It's called, it's, you know, this midsummer day, um, both ancient and modern. You can, in Sweden, people traditionally celebrate the beginning of summer by eating the first strawberries of the season. Oh, I um, didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. And it's the perfect way to celebrate uh, the June solstice since June's full moon is also known as the full strawberry moon. So strawberries are big. So get your, grab your strawberries. On yeah. The you, if you're listening to this, you just missed it. It was Friday. Okay. <laughs> well, it's still, you can still enjoy your strawberries. Yeah. But not the moon. Yeah. So there are many Northern people like the Swedes who celebrate the Midsummer's Eve and they dance around a bonfire. Um, like the Swedes. I wonder if the other people are like, why is it always the Swedes? Why is it never the Danes? Yeah. <laughs> what about the Finns? We ain't got nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So strawberries are a big deal and they have the big celebration, but basically that's what the solstice is. For thousands of years, people have gathered at Stonehenge mm-hmm. to mark the longest day of the year. But this year, because of COVID, obviously people will not be able to gather uh, as they used to. For some people, it was a spiritual congregation. Um, for others, it was just, you know, celebrating the, the day for the day's sake. But this year, they're going to have cameras set up so everyone can watch the sunset and the sunrise at Stonehenge oh, from their homes. That's amazing. So English, English heritage, which I guess is like a historical society, they say, we can't wait to welcome you in person. 
oh, sorry, we can't welcome you in person this year because of measures to combat coronavirus. But our live coverage of sunrise and sunset means everyone can see it. They're going to have their cameras set up all over. Um, they are a charity. They manage historic monuments and buildings. And they're saying, please don't come. Um, that they have a Facebook page that they're going to be live streaming it on. So anyone can watch it on the Facebook page, um, Saturday, June 20th, uh, sunrise on the June 21st. And if you miss it, you can watch the recording of it. That's amazing. That's going to be, that's really cool. (laughs) Which is really strange. But yeah, I guess if you, you know, why forego it? So there'll be a live stream. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page and they have other events and things that they're doing as well up there because people obviously cannot visit all the different sites mm-hmm. uh, in England. But yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool way to celebrate it. I've never, I've been to Stonehenge before. As I always tell people, it's quite small. Oh, yeah. Compared to a lot of other uh, Neolithic uh, monuments. How tall are, do you know how tall the stones are? Well, like, I mean, I'm only five feet tall. If I'm saying it wasn't that big. Okay. <laughs> that it wasn't, you know. So you mean you got all the way over there and you're like, meh, not that big. Basically, yes. And also, too, I was a student. So, you know, <laughs> you're always underwhelmed. I mean, it wasn't exactly like Spinal Tap, but I was like, hmm. Uh, and then, you know, later on in life, I went to other Neolithic sites that were massive, massive, mm-hmm. like, you know, cathedral size and spread out. And you're like, this is incredible. But the, and Stonehenge is still amazing. And what's, it's a calendar. That's the amazing part of it. It's British. And so, you know, they're advertising it. Right. 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 Um, So Midsummer Day, this is just a little thing I came across that kind of encapsulate what this, this day is about. It's the feast day of St. John the Baptist. um, And it features pagan traditions such as bonfires, fire walking and carnival atmosphere. Um, Fire walking, huh? I didn't know that was a pagan tradition. Yeah, I guess so. All of these things that we think of now as carnival events, I guess, were someone's religious observance at some point. Yeah. And we've made it into kind of a show thing. Yeah, it's like, I, I feel like there are there are some terms that I've come across, and I haven't delved into them um, completely, but there's a thing called, like, in spiritually, like being on the planet in your your spirit form in this body. They mm-hmm. call it an earth walk. So like we're all doing an earth walk in this, whatever body you're in. And oh. sometimes when you're, um, things are going tough for you, it, you're going, this is a fire walk, you know? So, and then. Oh, I like that. That's an then, interesting way to think about that situation. Right? Yeah. And then when things are going well, it's a beauty walk. So it's your. Huh this earth walk that we're all doing, you know, we go through beauty and we go through fire the way we're walking. And it's like, how do you deal with it? So I wonder, this is, I'm just, you know, thinking out loud that maybe when you do walk, do fire walking, that is kind of the the symbolic, how are you handling your problems? Yeah. That's, I never understood why, you know, when they do these like uh, retreats and things like that, it was a popular thing to do to have people to try to, you know, walk on fire. Yeah. And so maybe it comes from this kind of uh, spiritual or religious observance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I like to think of some things that are in, my, are in religion now that a thousand years from now people will be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, right. we're all going to get together and drink from this cup." Yeah, we don't know why. We don't know why. Yeah, but we got to. It's one. We cup got to all drink from it. Yeah. Um, so it's also a night. There's a magic and soothsaying. Um, 
uh, Washington Irving, you know him, he said, uh, this is a time when it is well known that all kinds of ghosts, goblins, and fairies become visible and walk abroad. I'm like, how many times a year are all these, you know, um, entities from other dimensions coming through? We got like- At least four. We've got Halloween that time. The the equinoxes. The equinoxes. Now the solstice, they're all coming back. Like they're just popping out willy nilly. I mean- Really, it's a rare day when they don't show up. Yeah. On the calendar, apparently. <laughs> Washington right. Irving. Uh, I, what did they call him? I, when your first name is Washington, what is your nickname? Right, from Wash? I don't know. I don't know. What would you? You don't get one. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then after Midsummer's Day, the day shortened, and in Lithuanian traditions, the dew on Midsummer's Day was said to make young girls beautiful and old people look younger. So you go for, do you roll in that dew? Yeah, I would imagine yeah. you go for a dew roll. A dew roll? <laughs> roll? Or would you collect this dew and put it in a bottle and then just... Oh, I mean, everything? I guess you could. You could, but doesn't a dew roll sound a little more, you know, <laughs> primal? Yeah, kind of go for a roll in the dew. What? I got to make my skin look good. Yeah, it's the first thing you do in the morning. Yeah. And it was said that walking barefoot in the dew would keep one's skin from getting chapped. Oh. Really? Yeah. It was customary to honor all men named John on this day by fixing wreaths of oak leaves around their doors. (laughs) Why? Who started that? Some guy named John. Well, it was John John the Baptist. Baptist. Yeah, but still, like, oh, God. You know, why all the Johns? And when it is, so you do this in secret, and then then the John must guess who did it. Or catch the person in the act, in which case he must give that person a treat. Now, how does this relate to John the Baptist, though? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Or no, it's the other way around. How did did Christianity make that relate to what was already happening, I guess? I think think maybe, what was it? So summer, so I guess John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin, right? Mm -hmm. And so he hung out. No, he was like, you know, my cousin's going to be like the, the, the Lord is coming, basically. And it's my cousin. Yeah. Turns- <laughs> and so if his day is summer and he's like proclaiming that Christ is on the way, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. Okay. It's just somebody's, you know, cousin who doesn't have as much going on. <laughs> he needs a day. Yeah, he's hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at everybody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, there was something, There's, I'm sure there's more to it, but you know how it is. There's all the pagan yeah. um, day, uh, holidays and celebrations. We could probably match them all up. Yeah, you right? can line them all up, you know. Yeah. We know that the winter solstice time, you know, Christmas jumped on on that one because that was the big celebration yeah but i mean there's only so much you can celebrate right rebirth Mm -hmm. birth death change yeah i don't know you know things growing things dying things growing things dying things being halfway between both yeah you know so all these points yeah yeah what it's all about So so i have um another way that you could kick off the solstice apparently stella artois has unveiled a new solstice lager for summertime. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Okay. So, um, Estelle Artois, it's his first ever summer seasonal beer with a limited edition, like, who cares about that? Really, a limited edition golden lager made with citrus essences. Mm-hmm. I know you like citrus with a beer. Yes. That's why I bring this up. Oh, yes, I do. Um, so they said, we're really excited for people to try what's going to be their favorite new beer. Like, they don't know my life, but that's what they're saying <laughs> for a summertime. And then they add... Um, Stella Artois Solstice Lager delivers a taste of sunshine in a bottle. Oh, God. Tur- turning any summertime moment into a special celebration, comma, at a time where summer might not look like the usual. Okay. Yeah, she should have worked on that. <laughs> you need a little more. You need to go yeah. through a couple of rounds of copy on that. I mean, sunshine in a bottle? Wow, that's original. You know, uh, <laughs> maybe everyone's just exhausted. They're like, what is it? Sunshine? Yeah, but it sounds like turning summertime, any summertime moment into a special celebration. Look, we just want to grab a beer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is not a celebration. It's like it was Nobody's hot out. Celebrating. We're just yeah, I, trying to get yeah. through the next day. That's what's in here. You know, from June 8th, you can kick, uh, you can get that lager. It's going to be rolling out. For a limited time, All right? Uh, and six packs and twelve packs. I, I think it's funny these uh, the limited time things. If they do well enough, it's like all the time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like like there's never. I can always get like whatever Sam Adams seasonal is any time of the year. It seems like yeah. Well, that's what they do. They're like they put out uh, small batches just to see. Mm, yeah, just waste. to see. Yeah, or it's like uh, I don't know. You know what? Let's just see. We'll just try it out. You know, the I bottle th- looks cool, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that looks nice. You know what I think is the biggest scam is when companies are like, oh, send us your idea for the new flavor of potato chip. No, get your own. Yeah, Pay you know, somebody in, in, you know, development. Yeah, so they're asking, here's your contest, and if, you, if we pick your idea, then we'll make that chip. And it's like, well, no, you do your own research. Yeah, you have an a R&D department. Yeah, and they're like, oh, there's... Unless the it's five. the R&D department that sent it out. It's them. They're like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones doing it. They're like, here's our new idea. We'll ask them for the idea. Yeah. We'll and then them. if we like it, we'll use it. Yes. <laughs> That's the way we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, personally, no one's... I don't think anyone's done a pickled flavor beer. I love pickle. I love brine. Yeah. Um, where's that? Or an olive one, like a green olive beer. Yeah. I, but I would call mine, like, you know, in a pickle lager. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. In a pickle lager. Oh, and I, I, would like call, I would call mine olive juice. And it's like that play on I love you. And it's going to have like an olive in the middle of the word love. So it's more of a visual. Yeah. I like it. Is there an olive in the bottle? Oh, yeah, there's got to be with a pimento in it. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. We got pickle in a pickle, mm-hmm. lager, and also olive juice. Yes. Oh, can, are people going to hook it up? Are they going to be like olive juice and gin? Like, is it going to end up with a mixed <laughs> situation? <laughs> I bet you somebody's going to do somebody's it. Somebody's going like, to do that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to taste good, but it sounds good. No. Um, I think we have another career ahead of us. I think so. I, speaking of career moves, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't give everyone some Hallmark TV originals for the summer. Oh, what are we watching this summer, Jaquetta? We're watching Four Weddings. 
in June. Well, actually, five weddings. I'm sorry. There are five weddings. June Weddings Movie Guide. Um, this one I think you're really going to like. Wedding at Graceland. Okay. No. In the <laughs> starring, jungle room? <laughs> starring Kelly Pickler and Wes Brown. These people, they look like it would only be legal for them to get married in the South. They look that young. Oh. Um, Wedding at Graceland. Starring Kelly Pickler and Wes Brown. When a spot opens up at Graceland Chapel, Laurel and Clay, I'm not sure which one is which, have only three weeks to plan their wedding. Their simple plans get all shook up. (laughs) Thank you very much. As their very different families descend to help. At Graceland? I Yeah, at Graceland. I would rewrite this to say that their families condescend to help. Yeah. Now, uh, are they happy about this marriage? Is it's, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't. It seems like they're happy about it, but the, the families are different, right? And I don't think either family is happy about Graceland, and yet they've got to find a way to try to make this classy. Probably one classy with a C. Probably the other one with a K and an IE. That's <laughs> what I'm guessing, because the, the families have very different plans. And I'm like, what about Laurel and Clay over here? Don't they have their plans? And surely Graceland Chapel has a planner. Like, I don't think they just say, like, here's the the peanut butter room. (laughs) Yeah, do whatever. Peanut butter and banana sandwich room. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, come on. So wedding at Graceland um, on the Hallmark Channel. Okay, so there's that. There's my boyfriend's back. Is it Harry? Wedding March 5. My boyfriend's... Oh, he's back as in he's returned. (laughs) My boyfriend's back, comma, wedding March 5. I don't know if this is a a series, because if it is, good grief. Um, Starring Jack Wagner. Oh, my God. Where did they get him? And he looks... I don't know, but wherever they got him from, he hasn't eaten. He hasn't been eating there. Oh, so they exhumed him from the grave. He's very thin and very far in the back. And he's very blonde, Mm. like a child, like a white kid. Um, Cindy Busby, Mm. same hair. Tyler Hines and Josie Bissett. While planning her first wedding, Annalise is shocked to discover the best man is her ex-boyfriend. Girl, (laughs) pay attention. How could she be shocked? How did you not know that the man that you're, you're marrying, marrying his best friend, to your best, best friend is the ex-boyfriend? And is I <laughs> that's too now I also have to know, does is Jack Wagner gonna sing his his hit song in this as well? I don't know, but he plays uh one half of the in owning couple, Olivia and Mick, and they both have a secret in the works. It's probably all I need. That's Jack Wagner's song, and it's probably going to be what he, they're going to walk down the aisle to. Did he have any other songs? I. How old is this guy? Because he, he looks only, like he's about thirty-seven. That can't be. He only he only needed the one song because it's in the title. <laughs> all I need. Yeah, that's right. Because it's all I need. Yeah, Dang just it. a little more time, right? To be sure. Yeah, but he feels. Yeah. But he feels. So um, I mean, that's got to be the, the the song they walk down the aisle to. Wow. Do young people even... Okay, whatever. Uh, so the next one is Love, Take Two. Oh. Starring... This is a... a I think they're African-Americans. They're very light-skinned, and the guy looks gay. 
All right. Um, Sounds exhausting, first off. Like, yes. Take Heather Hemmons. Oh, wait, yeah, they are black. Heather Hemmons and Cornelia Smith Jr. Yeah. Lily produces a wedding reality show, but her success driven world is flipped when her ex, Scott, is cast as a groom to be. Like, I don't know what kind of show this is. It's probably, it's going to have to be very progressive with this gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Lily must revisit, revisit her past if she is to find her own happily ever after. Again, both Lily and uh, Annalise need to wake up and see who's in there, who's around them. They don't know that their exes are lurking and getting, you know. <laughs> and in their wedding party? Oh. Yeah. And on the TV show, it's like, surprise. Usually when they're guests on a show, right, you're aware of who they are. Yeah, right. Oh, God. The casting usually doesn't happen without you knowing it when it's your show. But, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, yeah. I can't wait for this wild ride. I know. Um, there's also the lost bridesmaid, which sadly has nothing to do with dinosaurs or Skull Island. Um, oh, I was, I was picturing her <laughs> adrift at sea. Yes. And she's, she has to use her, um, bridesmaid's dress as a sail. I like it. Romantically. I think she is adrift. Becca mm-hmm. is always a bridesmaid, but at her cousin's wedding, she bonds with Kyle, the videographer. I mean, shouldn't he have been working? <laughs> is half of, half of the video is her, right? Right. Um, he, no, the videographer is covering the, the planning stages. Wow, that's like B-roll. That's ter- As a videographer, the wedding hasn't happened yet. He's filming the lead up to it. Oh, God. What is there to picking out the dresses? Like, do you want that filmed? The dresses and... Uh, the, the dinner? Like the dinner the, the night before? Dinner, yeah, the, the rehearsal dinner or just... How about going to the tasting? You know how like when you pick a venue and they, they, you um, have a choice of the menu. So you try all the food. I mean, I guess I just went to the restaurant and was like, yeah, deliver all this. I don't know. <laughs> like picking out a dress. I'm like, you could have filmed me clicking on the Nordstrom's page for a dress. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like, I don't also, it's, is it that it's not that glamorous. Even if you are doing this, this big, you know, big weddings, like the planning stage is not something a lot of people really want to have captured on film. Yeah. And what about the, everyone being forced to put together the, um, the favors for the table? Yeah. Now, now I got to look good as a bridesmaid throughout the entire <sighs> bride seat, like season. Like I can't just show up. The videographer is going to be there. Oh, it sweats on your hair. Up. Yeah. And they're going to be like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of B-roll, but it's kind of not <laughs> like this is going to be in. You gotta get your hair done, your makeup done yeah. every single time. Oh. Yeah. So it says at the end, perhaps she won't be the last woman standing for long. Is she really the last woman? She looks like she's 27. Oh, that's that's old. Yeah. Um, and then the last one that you have to look forward to, this is all in June, people. Mm-hmm. Um, Sister of the Bride. Mm. <laughs> like you know. The all important sister of the bride. Sister of the bride. She was supposed to marry first, but yes, you know, she has that that issue. Yeah. So this one finality. Only after only six dates of sorry, after only six months of dating, Stephanie and Ben get engaged and are delighted to share the news. However, they hit a road bump when Stephanie's parents show concern that the couple has moved too fast. Uh, but let me just cut in here and say Stephanie looks like she is sailing towards 40. Oh, 
while while Ben is just getting on the boat to 30. Well, this is the new world order we're in. So her parents, I mean, they have, Stephanie's parents got to be in their 70s. <laughs> like, really? She's moving too fast? Oh, Hurry up, God. Stephanie. You know? <laughs> Come on. The clock's a ticking, Stephanie. Yeah, the clock's ticking. I mean, if you're over 29 and a Hallmark Channel TV original, you're lucky you're not the mother of the bride. Yeah, no kidding, right? Who was the like, sister of the bride in this piece? The sister? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, the I'm sister confused. of like, the bride. <laughs> so this is about like the whole wedding going on and how this older broad is like, I never got married at 30. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, that's all I got. Six months of dating, Stephanie and, and Ben, the child bride Ben, get engaged and are delighted. <laughs> and then her parents are like, you know, they roll over. The child groom, you mean? <laughs> yes. The child groom. The, the parents come rolling over on their scooty puffs and are like, it's, ah, it's all happened too fast. You were you supposed know? to stay yeah. here forever. Yeah. Sister of the bride. So, yeah. You know what that probably will be? Then, like, the, the father who's now 70, you know, he's like, okay, you can give me your purity ring now. Well, yeah. The dance, the father-daughter dance. The purity ring. It's just like a, like a smashed, like, soda can at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just give that to him. Right. Yeah, sure. Here it is. So, yeah, Hallmark. And there's so much. I mean, if you are stuck at home this summer – and you are a romance fan, yeah. Hallmark has you so covered. Um, and the locations are, so I don't, again, I don't watch these movies. It's not my, my genre, but the eye candy, like the locations, even if you just watch the clip and then they tell you about, oh, here's where we filmed it. And here's how much a room is there. Oh, no kidding. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely, the scenery is beautiful. It's always a place where you could go. Oh, you know, like it's, it's not, it's, it's on location. You know what? Then, th- then these are really worth it to watch. Cause you kill two birds with one stone. You get your romance mm-hmm. and you also get to like a grand inside tour of your, yes. your vacation spot. I and like then it. I think it's kind of like, um, you know, they fit like Sharknado, like people like sharks, people like a tornado with these Hallmark TV originals. They're like, people like a romance. They like movies. They like weddings. They like wedding dresses, but they also like a cooking show. Let's throw that in. Yeah. Like they've, they've got they, whatever genre you like, it's mashed into a Hallmark TV original plus a wedding. Yeah. I, they are, they're having more stuff with, um, with black people in it. I haven't seen any more um, Latinx or Asian stuff, though. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sure it's coming. You know, it's probably just a matter of getting, you know, getting people to write that kind of stuff and put it in because it can't be too culturally specific, but it also can't be, you know, ridiculous, right? Like it has to, it has to, um, kind of reference people's culture. So that's why I think they have more, um, white and black stuff because that's, you know, you can do pretty middle America, middle-class kind of stuff with that and get away with it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. But, you know, there's, they've got to open up the pool a little bit and yeah. uh, have a little more diversity in it and hey, in everybody's they, cultures. Yeah, I mean, this is, I've only seen a couple black things on there, but there's definitely more coming down the pipeline. So, 
I guess uh, black women are watching it as well. There you go. Yeah, where do you have? Well, you know, summer is a time where, um, you know, everybody wants to get out more and we've all been stuck inside. Um, yep. And so, so focused on, on this coronavirus and keeping safe. But now that the warmer weather is here, it's like, what about dating? What are you going to do? Um, we already know that there's been some Zoom weddings. Have yeah. you heard about this? Right. Yeah. Right. So we've had a couple of those. Um, but like, how about if you're trying to find somebody new and you're trying to date and it's interesting. I was reading about what the dating scene is like now. Um, <clears throat> what scene? Like, so, like how right. is there even a scene? Well, the thing is that, so, well, you know, of course the coronavirus has slowed things down consider- considerably, Mm-hmm. But not to a halt, apparently. That's no, because it's forced singles to return to a more traditional wooing, which is actually getting to know someone. Before hey, nobody got time for a woo, they're just stuck inside. As soon as the ban is lifted, that woo is out the window. Yeah, but they're before they even start kissing, they have to get to know somebody. Really, think about that. There's oh, no God. touching. There's no anything. I might um, just so, give it a pass. So it's giving people more time to select a mate, and it's giving more time to have like an attachment or an attraction develops slowly. Oh, see, I think uh, a lot of us may have gotten over in the day by not having that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Because all you got, you know, is some body parts. Now, (laughs) like, yeah, now you, by the time you get to know somebody with this, you may, that that's the six months in which the relationship would have run its course. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That guy's a dick. (laughs) <laughs> I figured that out now before I kissed him as opposed to after I had a lot of, you know, kissing and sex. Yeah. So you've had a mm-hmm. lot of, yeah, right. You're finding out six months. Yeah. You know, you're finding out first what the person is yeah. like. Um, so video okay. chatting um, before, before COVID only 6% of singles were using video chat to court. Now 69% are doing it. I wouldn't want that. And I dispute that number. That sounds fishy to me. 69. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a dating context. Yeah, but now we're seeing how potential partners re- are looking now. Um, you know, their haircut or lack of haircut, you know, mm-hmm. what it, you know, whatever it is, um, all of these visible traits, signs of your background, your education, your interests, um, what your brain is all about. They're seeing your personality. You're seeing their physical appearance. Oh, that's um, going to kill it for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's tough. These young people, I feel so bad for them. They already don't have any kind of interaction as it is. Now they're trying to, like, do this thing on. uh, I bet you there's a class of people out there who look better on Zoom than they do in person. Oh, my God. Right. You know, it's the strobe light brothers. There might be some Zoom brothers out there. Yeah. They look good on Zoom from (laughs) from the collarbone up. But when you see them in the light of actual day, it's like, dear heavens. Right, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just like that. Some people are more photogenic and they take great pictures. And then, mm-hmm. you, them in and then you see that mug in person and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. You know? So sex and money are out. Like right now, the huh? most, yeah, because the most challenging aspects of contemporary dating are sex and money. It's like who has money? Like a guy, you know, nobody's going anywhere. So there's no money to be spent. So and what's going to happen when things start up again? And you're like, hey, let's go out for the drink. And the guy's like, actually... 
Yeah. <laughs> well, then but the next part is there's going to be no sex because he's going to go to grab a boob and she'll be like, well, actually. <laughs> yes, that's the other side of that, right? <laughs> What a nightmare. Yeah. Look, I never was a fan of dating. I was a serial monogamist and or I didn't really care about people in relationships that much when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine if you're someone who's really like, you know, there's probably a bunch of uh, women out there who've watched too much Hallmark TV original turning 29 right now. They're like, ah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And at this time, there is like more time to talk because your commute is cut off you don't do that you aren't really dressing up to go to work so getting ready is is not taking up a lot of your time you're not meeting pals after work you know so you have more time to talk but you also don't get to see how that person is in any social situation including one-on-one right so you don't know if they have a weird tick yeah. Or, you know? Yeah, that's like, true. You have no idea. You you know what some of their apartment looks like. Yeah, right. A little square behind him or her. Right, in his room. Yeah. Yeah. Like their, yeah, their living room or whatever. Yeah, but you're getting a lot of disclosure. You know, you're getting a lot of, you know, they're talking. And so, I mean, they can only put up so much of a facade True. Because when you're talking and talking and talking, you know, eventually, like, you can't remember everything that you said. So you, you have to pretty much be yourself. You know what? This, this is one of those rare moments when I'm glad I'm not young and will never be young again. Yeah. Because F that. F all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds terrible. Yeah. <sighs> it's a lot of effort. I mean, Greg and I met on Craigslist, okay? We had a couple of exchanges via email, and then we had a couple of dates. That was it. And then you were together. Um, and then we were together. I mean, that's not everybody's story, but it's like, how long do you want, like, the, the lead up? Sometimes things can be a letdown. I don't <laughs> know if you've ever had that when you were young. You get so excited, like, you're developing this rapport with this guy, and it's coming along, and you're pacing, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, well, I could have just shot this on the first date. Yeah, 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 yeah because and they moved on. Yeah, you know, it's all like you're living your head with these kinds of relationships, and then yeah. it's like in the reality, nope. And you're like, sorry, Frodrick, I didn't, you know, six months, and eh. yeah, you know. So, like researchers have have studied how we people make choices, and they found out that by after being offered about six options, we burn out. It, it's cognitive. <laughs> so you got to be number number six <laughs> or number seven. I'm a, I'm a number seven guy. Yeah, it's like it's so it's cognitive overload and the par- or the paradox of choice, and that they noticed our short term memory system can't embrace more than five to nine stimuli at once. Really? Have they seen me shop for shoes? No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> six is not enough. Would you just look at six different pairs of shoes and be like, well? Yeah, I don't, you know. So, so five to nine, they're saying is is it like okay. six is like the the you know kind of right right there that like the, really the stopping point. But some people can do some more. Um, but they say so after you've actually conversed with nine people who you think might be appropriate, stop your search and get to know at least one of these people better. The more you know someone, the more you're inclined to like them. I don't oh, know. Oh, so then there's a guy out there who's like, oh, I'm number <clears throat> ten. That's the next Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> yeah. 
when he's old and out of touch and trying to make movies for Generation Y or whatever. Yeah, right. Always number 10, it's called. Always number 10. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they're like, um, you know, they're they're trying to sell it as it's like a long-term payoff to this current lockdown. It's like the getting to know you process. I say sell it somewhere else, sister. (laughs) It sounds tedious. (laughs) What I'm telling you that one of the, some of the best ways to meet people involve yelling last call, <laughs> you know, it's true. God, it's, when will we hear that again? Yeah. I mean, ask, ask some older, it's always funny to ask like uh, people who are in their maybe eighties, how they met their partner. Are you going to hear stuff that nowadays would be scandalous? Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, I went to her store every day and bought like, you know, Whatever, a handkerchief. Yeah. And they'll finally. Yeah, or like some people we go, we're at, I met at a bar, we got really drunk and went home with each other. And Yeah, I've heard everything from uh, I met my wife, she was dancing on a bar, mm-hmm. to I beat up the guy she was dating, to, you know, like all kinds for older people, like all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like she was dating this other guy and I didn't, I didn't like any of that. So I went over to his house. I, I just wanted to give a, a shout out to... Um, the secular therapy project. I know a lot of people are on lockdown now and you know, you need to take care of your physical as well as your mental mm-hmm. health and well-being. And for people out there who are looking for maybe therapy uh without religion, they have a lot of um options for you. Yeah. Right? They have therapists that are available for you, but then they have tons of links to other organizations that uh, can provide therapy and counseling for people who want to proceed without religion. Right. Because this is an issue because, um, yeah. there are a lot of uh, well-meaning people. There are a lot of therapists and, and groups sure. that provide these mental health services, but, um, sometimes they are, they come from a, a religious place. Yeah. They're, and, or they're affiliated with a, you know, a particular religion and that is a, comes through in their therapy, yeah. which works for some people, but not for everybody. Right. And so to have something like this, that is not affiliated with any religion, it is pure mental health um, yeah. assistance. I mean, that is, that, that's amazing. Cool. So what is it again? It's called uh, the Secular Therapy Project. Okay. You can Google it. Um, sorry. Seculartherapy.org. Seculartherapy.org. Yeah, and they okay. have tons of stuff. It's not, it's mental health. It's if you, you have drug abuse and substance abuse issues, um, all kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? They have a database of therapists who are <clears throat> working from a secular framework. Um, I think it might be, it, you know, not only for people who are secular, but maybe you don't really want your religion coming into your therapy at this moment. Right. Right. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> that could be a thing too. You know, cause sometimes, you want to get a different perspective. Right. You want to get some, uh, some kind of support. You want some, um, maybe you want some concrete, um, advice or some new tools you need to develop yeah. for yourself. And that's the way to do it. But, and sometimes when you're, I mean, I'm not knocking anybody's faith or anything, but sometimes when you're just being asked to believe or that, you know, this yeah. higher power is going to take care of it, sometimes it just is not, it's too, it's, not enough. it's too much, it's too far away. And you need the tools right now to help you cope with the situation. Yeah. Um, and there, they have a whole page of links that I was like pretty impressed with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just give a shout out to them. Good. All right. Um, summer in Bateman. 
Oh my mind. gosh. Do you, you're <coughs> resurrecting Jason Bateman yes. once again. I'm bringing okay. Bateman back. This is the second revival of the weekend Bateman where we report on one actor, Jason Bateman and what he's up to. All right. And we, last time we talked about how he's in the Ozark, mm-hmm. which is in season three and people are really excited about it. But a lot of uh, Jason Bateman's fans are saying that we've noticed that Jason Bateman tends to play one kind of character, Jason Bateman. Does he do it on purpose? Yes. That is the, <laughs> they want to the same character in everything, right? Teen Wolf 2, from Teen Wolf 2 all the way through Family Ties, through Horrible Bosses, Hancock, Ozark, Extract, Game Night, Arrested Development. Pretty much he's, he's Bateman doing Bateman. He's doing him. Isn't that his charm, though? Isn't that what he's selling and everybody's buying? Aren't oh, he's he's putting down. He says, I'm like being the everyman, which we reported on before in the past, right? He likes being the tour guide. He says he's the one who tethers whatever absurdity might be in a film and makes it tangible to the audience. He plays a straight man. Yeah, he's basically what most of his movies is um, there's a, it's a structure called the center and the eccentrics where um, you have one person who is the straight man and everybody else around is, has a big, uh, are big characters. Like yeah. in, in Cheers, the TV show Cheers, um, Sam the bartender was the center. He was the everyman. And all the eccentrics were all the, the patrons and the people who worked at the bar. They were all the characters. Yeah, and they're constantly trying to pull him from that center that he occupies mm-hmm. to like get him into their hijinks. Same thing with Jason Bateman's characters. The other characters are always trying to pull him in and he's always trying to stay grounded or in some cases, like in Arrested Development, attempts to flee, but can't. Yeah. So yeah, fans are discussing it. They're saying things like Jason Bateman only plays Jason Bateman. I love this actor, but how many roles need Jason Bateman? Apparently quite a bit. Um, This is what we need. This is what he's still working for. Yeah. Yeah, he's working. Uh, a lot of people are saying that no matter Ozark is very dark. I haven't seen it, but they say it's it's just like he's Michael, but from Arrested Development, but darker. Okay. Yeah. Another fan is like that's happen. why I like him. It's the same thing with Coldplay, right? I always tell people if you like one Coldplay song, then you like Coldplay. <laughs> All of their songs are the same. I like Coldplay. I like their one album, and they haven't made anything different than that this whole time. So, therefore, I enjoy Coldplay. I know when I hear Coldplay that it's going to be what I've already heard before. Yeah. And, you know, so you're just going to, it's like opening up a Bud Light. You know what you're going to yeah. get. There's nothing special. Like, I don't like uh, EDM that much, like modern electronic dance music, but Coldplay did one. I was like, man, I can't believe I like, e-. oh, yeah, okay, it's Coldplay. <laughs> right. <laughs> doesn't matter they could probably cut a country album i'd be like you know what damn it i love country mm-hmm. oh it's cold play so um bateman says look i'm not trying to do any acting capital a capital n capital y i'm not trying to be distracting i don't want to rock the boat i don't want to do anything where the audience goes oh look at that performance and guarantee that's never happened with him <laughs> he said, I'm just trying to service the story. It's like, just the facts, ma'am. I'm just trying to be natural and invisible. That is, for an actor, that is like the opposite of an actor. I've never heard anybody say that really about their, I'm just trying to well, He's the opposite of a ham. serve the story, but you, <laughs> to serve the story with your character, he's just saying, I have no personality, right? Mm-hmm. I said, he continues, 
Um, acting changed me a while ago when I started to become disenchanted. Acting changed for me a while ago when I started to become disenchanted with pretending to be other people, also known as acting. <laughs> I'm not interested in tricking you into thinking I'm somebody else. He's not. My challenge with acting has now changed into a different goal to give me another hand on the wheel along with directing to steer the audience through the story. This guy's actually a director, as it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I don't know if you've ever met directors who do some acting. Um, I've, I've met people who have been acting for years and then they're like, well, actually, I'm really a director and I just want to get this story told. Mm-hmm. You know, like they got frustrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, fuck it, I'll do it. Um, so maybe, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. In theater, it happens a lot. It's like, what are you doing on stage? It's like, ah. You know, like, get show on the road here. <laughs> yeah. Nobody got or my worst, direction. Yeah. No one got it, you know, or worst case scenario, they're like, the person wasn't taking direction and they were like, you know what? You've been recast. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it happens yeah, in theater. Yeah. People just get frustrated and they're like, ah, this will be a lot easier if I just do it. Because I know what I want. Yeah, I, I know what I want, and I know what the audience wants to see. God, and I don't have time to tell you about it. So, you know, Bateman is going to be just um, continuing this, and he's going to turn, he's maturing. He'll probably end up with the grandfather roles. He's going to be like his, his daughter yep. is getting married. Yep. And, and he, I would just love to hear any of the only other actor I can imagine saying the words, I'm not trying to do any acting, is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Who apparently is going through a renaissance. How is he going through a renaissance? They, I don't know. People are loving him again. They're actually, this summer, speaking of summer, uh, you can look forward to, or not, uh, a reboot, or a, not a reboot, uh, the next installment of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, get out. I can't wait for I that. I don't know if, it, if they go into a retirement home. <laughs> or if they but go back and fix what they did, you know, or... I don't know. I mean, in my mind, because of, you I mean, you saw the first movie, yes. right? I'm assuming. Um, because of the way that they deal with time travel in that movie, I'm going to go ahead and say that not only has this new movie probably already been made, but I've probably already seen it. <laughs> because that's how that movie works, right? Right, right, right. Or Like the- if it has happened, it's already happened. If it's going to happen, it's already happened. You know what would have been really cool if they did film a bunch of scenes back when they first made the movie in anticipation of this. And so they would be like just a bunch of scenes where they're talking to their future selves and then thinking, well, maybe we can insert that later on somehow. Uh, All I know from the still that I saw, I'm like the oldest person in the world from the film still (laughs) from the, from the piece of film that I saw is that Keanu Reeves time has been kind to him. But his co-star, Alex Winter, I think the guy is that not, not so much. Oh, well, hey, that's, the, that's just the way things goes. Yeah. And not only has time not been kind to him, but the makeup department also not kind. Oh, and really, so they have it out for him. <laughs> yes, I think so maybe he said somebody. something. <laughs> yeah. He said something to somebody, and they were like, no, no problem. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> yeah. So do you need to do any more? No, we're done here. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> you got con- your contouring is fantastic. We only got the one cheek. and That's fine. That's all you need. And, and my eyebrow, just one eyebrow is arched. Yeah. Now, it's fine. Now they're even. Get on out there. <laughs> Knock them dead. <laughs> Not dead. <laughs> Emote. Go. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. 
So I don't know why they're rebooting this movie. Um, it's it's a movie of our generation, and it was a great movie, sure, but it's not something that I have watched a lot. It was it was it was entertaining. It was unique, and um, I don't know. The I excellent guess- adventure. Did you see Boga's Journey? No. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. It's like no one's, you know, no one went to see Bogus Journey. That's why they didn't make another one in the last millennium. But I also think that Keanu Reeves is a really great guy, apparently, by all, on all counts. And does That's what people are saying. But what if it's all a lie? What if he's like a dick? You know what I mean? <laughs> what if he like takes off his shoes on the airplane and, you know. I, he would never do that. Not Keanu. Call people jabroni or whatever. <laughs> Look. Like, what if it's, like, all, like, what if he goes home and he's like, I hate people. Mm. You fools. You know? <laughs> I fooled them all my acting. Yeah. Like, he's hanging out with, like, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, and, like, John Boyd. <laughs> 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 They're all laughing at everyone. <laughs> John Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know. He just, that seems like if you're hanging out with a bad crowd in Hollywood, it's like, who's over at that team? It's like, it's Voight, dude. Forget it's it. It's Voight and Downey. Great. I'm working that Downey section. Like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., my God, looking back at him, I'm like, how did I ever tolerate him? I don't, I, I barely did. And less than zero when that character died, I was like, good, that's the end of him. And then I was like, oh my God, he's a huge star. <laughs> like, why what's happening i'm like why is that personality type like getting such like i don't know and i was like why is everyone giving nick cage a hard time (laughs) (laughs) he's still somebody that i would like if i hey dude can i get you a beer you know nick cage yeah Yeah. he just seems like a fun like greg asked me and i'll ask you like what if you had to like spend the whole day with someone Mm mm-hmm it came off of a. Have you ever seen the celebrity wife swap? I don't. I've never seen it. I haven't but, seen. I've seen wife swap, but I haven't seen celebrity. Okay, there's apparently there's a celebrity wife swap, and he was like, "Well, who would you, you know, if you had to swap with someone, you know, who's who would you swap into, and be with that person for, you know, a whole, I don't know, a week or whatever, as their wife?" And I was like, "Um, I don't know." I was like, well, "Maybe Nicholas Cage. It was like a fun time." Ah. Uh. No, wait a minute. You know, but uh, yeah, that's true. It would be interesting. You have to play by their rules. Next, yeah, and his wife is a normal person, so maybe it wouldn't be that hard for her to live here. You know. Yeah. So how? Uh, so but, do they have one celebrity and one normal? Comp- what normal? No, it's it's celebrities, but they're probably like reality TV celebrities. I mean, it's not going to be like, um, I don't know, who's like a celebrity. It's not going to be like Will and Jada swap. <laughs> it's like. Tom with Hart. Johnny Depp and whoever he's having a problem with right now. Okay. <laughs> Although that might sort him out. A week with Jada. Oh, she would straighten him out. <laughs> You're like, he doesn't drink anymore. He's actually just drinking green juice in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> he has it. manners. And now he knows yeah. that he's, he's woke. <laughs> yeah, he's woke. <laughs> it looks like he's scrawled help on his forehead, but just ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's woke I love it <laughs> after a week in any case yeah so that's the week in Bateman with a side of Nicolas Cage a little bit of Keanu mm. Renaissance and some celebrity wife swap yeah. that could be a good segment <laughs> <laughs> who would you swap out like I can't think of I don't know very many Hollywood couples 
I don't know who I would swap out. Who would be just like, I guess, well, I don't know. I, I just don't want to be stressed out. Uh, That's why I thought Nicolas Cage. I think Nicolas Cage would seem like the kind of guy who wouldn't ask you to do anything. Yeah. I don't want be like, to be too weird. I don't want to be like, um, I don't know. I mean, if you had asked me when I was younger, about like five years ago, six years ago, I probably would have said Christian Bale. But then I was like, wait a minute. He tends to go off the rails a little bit. Yeah. Like, I find like I might have to like go to a shelter after like a couple <laughs> days at his house. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for some small shit. Like, whoa. I, I don't know. I thought the forks all go in this direction in the drawer. You know, it's like, ah, no. That kind of thing. Like he would lose it. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to step foot in the Bale household. Yeah, but I also thought, oh, maybe Jack Back Black would be fun. I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not oh, really into drugs. He's exhausting, though. <laughs> he's exhausting. You're already tired. I'm already tired because I was watching him. He um, had, a, a, you know, the video of him self-isolating, and he was trying to... How did he do it? I can't believe he was by himself that long. Yeah, he was, like, jumping in the pool and then taking off his shirt and rubbing his belly, you know, all that. I'm like, I can't. I can't. And he's like, this is like how it is all the time. Yeah. Just clear in the room. Yeah. No, he's too much. I like him. I, I do like him, but in Joseph's, I don't think I could. I, could I don't think him. I could keep up. I think he would demand that we like do like improv games or something, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Or like, he's like, oh, we got to make a movie. I'm like, no, we actually don't <laughs> have to make a movie. You know, <laughs> we could just not do any of this. You could, please keep your shirt on. <laughs> Oh, I need a nap. Just thinking about it. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at Stitcher.com and at HeyYouKnowIt.com. Thanks.